Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Hello, and welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel of Quilters Candy and the host of the podcast. This week, I am here, just me, and I'm sharing 16 tips on how you can earn money as a quilt pattern designer. Before we jump in, I want to read a really quick and short review, which I absolutely love and appreciate. This is from Quilting by Becky. She says, so nice to learn from creators, hear their stories, and how they grow their businesses. That's it. I love it. Becky, thank you so much for giving a review and sharing what is resonating and what you like about the podcast. And yes, I love bringing creators onto the podcast, sharing how they're growing their business. And then episodes like today, where I just share my own insights and tips on how to have success with your business. So today, this is stemming from me hearing people say things like, can you actually earn money selling quilt patterns? Or I've tried, but I just, I'm not selling as many as I want. Like what are some other ways I want to diversify my income and my revenue? So how do I do that? And so I have in the last few weeks, I've just jotted down some notes in my phone of different ways to earn money with writing quilt patterns, being a quilt pattern designer. So let's dive in. If you have a pen and paper, if you're writing this down, which I highly recommend if you're considering writing quilt patterns, or if you do currently, you will hear something today that will spark an idea. I just know it because that's how it works. Um, so write down the things that you hear today that you're like, oh yeah, let me try that. And I'll start with number one. Number one is the most obvious, and it is to sell your quilt patterns on your website. So that, for one, is assuming that you have a website. If you don't have a website, that's a great place to start. It does not need to be fancy. Honestly, the only thing it needs to do is have a URL that you can share and list your products. You can go so much more in depth into a website, but please do not stress about it at first. Like that, the only thing you need to have is a website with your products that people can buy. So I recommend using Shopify. That's where my quilt patterns are listed. And I actually, let's see, I used to sell them. Hmm, where did it used to be? I know I I looked at Big Cartel at first, uh, but whatever I was using, I cannot remember. I switched to Shopify because Emily Dennis of Quilty Love, she had a whole blog article on why she uses Shopify. And it was very compelling. It helps grow your email list. Everyone who buys from you, they're, unless they opt out, they're added to your email list. It, they have some templates that you do not need to be tech savvy. And you can just drag and drop your photos. You can have a blog on there. It can list all of your products. It can. It's an all-in-one. Don't worry if you're using something else. Other things work great too. There's Wix, Squarespace. If you have WordPress, you can add shopping right there on your website. There's lots of different platforms that you can use. You can use Etsy. But what I do really do like though, even if you use web, 
Etsy to have a website where where you can have an about you section and introduce yourself and have your products live there. You know, that's your own, that you own that. So that's the number one is to have a website. Then in your Instagram link on Facebook, you can point people to that website and you can sell from your website. So that's the most obvious. I feel like that's where people start off the get-go and generally people stop there. You know, okay, I've, I've listed my patterns. They're on my website. Now I need to promote. However, as you know, there's 15 more ideas here to generate more sales and think of some creative ways to earn money as a quilt pattern designer. So let's jump into number two. Number two is teaching. Now, please don't be scared by this. I have worked with enough students throughout the years to know that some of you get terrified by the idea of teaching. Now, some of you love it. Some of you are teachers by trade and profession and you love it. And some of you don't. I encourage each one of you to just try it at least once. And you, I promise you will see that it is not as terrible as you might think it is. And if you love it, then you'll love it. So where can you teach? Let's talk about some ideas of where to teach and what. So you're going to be teaching your quilt pattern or patterns, but I would choose one and start, you know, teach the one. And I would probably teach the one that is your bestseller that just does the best. It doesn't matter how easy or difficult it is. Some people will say, oh, it's so intimidating. I don't think people want to do it. And other designers will say, it's so easy. How would anyone even need me to help teach this? Push those thoughts aside. Just know that there is a market for your pattern, especially if you're choosing a popular one. I Like I've said before on this podcast, my bestseller is my Better Together quilt. And it's half square triangles in two different sizes. And I have done video tutorials and there are people who want that. There is a market out there for what you're selling, no matter the level. So you would reach out to local quilt shops. You could say, hey, I, I would love to teach this pattern. It would look like everyone buying your pattern and supplies from that quilt shop. And then you, you know, you could figure out how you would be compensated, whether it's per hour, per person who signs up or that kind of a thing. But a local quilt shop, there are online memberships like my own Quilters Candy membership. Uh, I, there's others. There's, there's many others. I have a few alumni who've started memberships. And I know that we look for guests to come in and teach different patterns, different strategies, different techniques. So we're actively looking for people to do that. There's also guilds, lots of guilds, and they are always looking for guests to come and speak. And it just takes being a little proactive, reaching out, pitching yourself, and going for it. So number two is teaching. Number three, you can teach courses online. So this is kind of like number two, except you own the intellectual property. You own the videos, you're creating that content and it would live on your website where people would have to pay to access your course content. I do this, you know, with my quilt pattern writing course, my craft a career course, I use Kajabi and I have an affiliate link where if you do tr want to try Kajabi 
for 30 days for free. And if you use that affiliate link, if you want to check out Kajabi and see what that's all about, I will also send you some videos that show you how to set that up. But teaching courses online, I mean, it's the sky is the limit. You can teach how to do flying geese. You could teach beginner quilt courses. You could teach how to frame quilts, how to, I mean, any aspect of quilting, any little niche, you can make a course for that. And the course can be as short as you want it to be. It can be in depth. It could be any, you know, again, the sky is the limit, but having an online course is really fun. You can decide if you want to have that be evergreen, which means people can access that and purchase it anytime. Or if it's a little more in depth and you're going to be going live and answering questions, then it'd be something that you'd probably open and close when you're available. So number three is to teach a course online. Four, host a challenge. So this is a really fun idea and I've done it once and I'm actually going to do it again because it was very successful and very fun. And this is one of those things I like to tell people, look outside of your industry. For me, it's quilting. Look outside of quilting and see what other industries are doing and what's working for them and use that in your own industry. So I've seen people like I've done these. There was a New Year's challenge, you know, to work out and keep your resolutions. And so you're just kind of held accountable for that. And you pay to join and you have this accountability group and you check in. Uh, I've done it with business, you know, grow your email list in 30 days, different kinds of challenges like that. So the beautiful thing about a challenge is you can make it short and sweet. If you don't want to be committed to doing this thing for weeks at a time, make it a three-day challenge. If you want to do it longer, you can do it longer. It's one of those beautiful, make it what you want it to be. So what I did in the past, and I plan to do again this year, is the Dresden Plate Challenge. So for our members, all the members in my membership got to do it for free. And if you weren't in the membership, you paid to join. And for three days, we met live for one hour via Zoom. And those who couldn't make it, I recorded it and sent the recording to them. And I made people know for sure three days. We're meeting for three days live. If you can't make it during those three days, I'll send you the video. And the challenge ends after one week. So once the week is over, the content is gone. You do not have access to it. But you want to make your Dresden plate within the week. And at the end of the week, I had prizes and everyone who made their Dresden plate and posted about it online with the hashtag were able to enter to win a prize. And then we also, you know, day one, we talked about choosing fabrics. Day two, we talked about how to sew the petals or the plates. Day three, how to put it together and do the center. And so they had step-by-step -step how to do this, just three days, which was very manageable for me. It wasn't this drawn out, you know, taking forever thing. And people had a tangible takeaway. Plus, they really enjoyed that Zoom where we got to meet face-to-face -face and get to really know each other. Um, so that's a really fun idea is to do a short little challenge and you can do it for free. Come and join for free. You just need to buy my pattern or they can pay to join um, the challenge. So I guess either way they'd be paying. Um, you can do a total free challenge where it would be something like, let's talk about color theory for quilting. And then at the end, I would use it to sell your pattern. So they get to come and join this free mini challenge of let's pick our fabric. And now that they have their fabric picked, hey, come and get my pattern now that you have your fabric. So if you do a free challenge, I would definitely use it as a funnel 
to point people to buy your pattern at the end. The next, which kind of is like the big sister of this challenge, is hosting a quilt along or a sew along. So most people in the quilting industry have heard of or have participated in a quilt along. And my biggest tips for a quilt along are just don't overthink it. A lot of times my students are really afraid and intimidated to do a quilt along. As with anything, any of these ideas, the biggest thing is to just do it. If it ends up being not so great, then you've learned and that's okay. And I like to just be very transparent and let people know, you know, come join my quilt along. This is my very first quilt along ever. I'm super excited about it. And if things don't go well, just, uh, Hey, thanks so much for your patience, guys. I, you know, my first time ever learning the ropes here. Um, not that anything major, I don't know what could go wrong, but, um, but a quilt along. The point of that is people will buy your pattern to join the quilt along or the sew along to make your thing. So to do that successfully, I like to just kind of reverse engineer. Okay. What are the steps for making this? First of all, they're going to quilt it. So I take one week to know that at the end, we're going to talk about quilting maybe give some tips on what motifs to use. If you're going to long arm, if you're going to do this by machine, what are some ideas? If you want to hand quilt this, you know, that kind of a thing. Then before that, usually people like to have a slush week to catch up. So I add in a slush week piecing the quilt top. So that gives us three weeks now. Um, if there's something special in there, like templates, maybe I've been a week to cut out the templates, a week to pick out the fabric. So we're at five weeks now. And basically at the beginning of each week, I just send out an email that tells a little update of what we're doing that week. I also write a blog post that has all the tips and the prizes and the winners and a calendar. I make a little calendar in Canva. That's a bit over the top. You don't have to do that, but I make a calendar in Canva to share with people that goes through the weeks of the quilt along. And then sometimes I will add a little video that shows and demonstrates something or take photos and just make a photo collage of how to do something. And some people will say, you know, I, I just had someone on the podcast, actually, Erin Grogan, we did a follow-up coaching call. And she said, my pattern literally has a video that goes step-by-step. Step. I, I don't know what else I could create in a quilt along to like, you know, add value. And in that case, the value is having a deadline and being held accountable. And so that in that case, you could just say, hey, this week, we're going to be talking about piecing the curves. Be sure to go to the video at minute 1635, you know, 16 minutes, 35 seconds. That's where we cover this. Post photos, a big draw of a quilt along or so along is the camaraderie and people posting the photos using hashtags so they can see the work that everyone's doing. And to have some prizes, that's a really fun thing for people to have. So my big tip for a quilt along, don't do a quilt along if a pattern isn't selling well. I tried that. I had a pattern release and I, it just wasn't having the success that my other patterns had had. And so I thought, well, I'm going to do a quilt along and that will help sales be better. It didn't. It did not do that. I highly recommend doing a quilt along when a pattern is already doing well, because then more people are going to buy it. It just, it works better that way. So it doesn't work to like, I'm going to make this pattern be a success by having a quilt along. It just doesn't work that way. 
So that was number five, hosting a quilt along or sew along. Number six, you can teach other people the techniques in your pattern, and they can then go out and teach your pattern and sell your pattern. So let's say you have, oh, I have, well, I'll take one of my patterns, for example. I have the front porch quilt pattern. It has 3D flying geese in it. It's a fun, unique method. I would be totally happy if someone wanted to go to a guild or a local quilt shop and teach people how to make my flying geese. I would want them to kind of show me that they know how to do it, you know, so they're not teaching what I do incorrectly or poorly. But then everyone who comes to that lesson of that other person would have to buy my pattern. So that's great. It helps my sales go up. And so I've also seen Shannon Brinkley. She uh, has her scrappy applique method. And she actually, people pay to be certified in her program. And then they go and they teach and they sell her books and her patterns, but they're also getting paid themselves. So it's a win-win for both parties. So that's an idea is to have other people go and teach at guilds or local quilt shops and teach your pattern, but people buy your pattern to join that course. So that is number six. Number seven is to be a ghostwriter. So a ghostwriter, I don't know if you've heard of this. It's actually very common in all writing fields. And at first it might sound weird if you're not familiar with it, but basically you are like a ghost. You are writing a quilt pattern, but no one knows that you've done it. Your name is not on that pattern. The person who sends you the design and says, this is what I would like the quilt to look like. They're the person who says this quilt pattern written by so-and-so, but actually it was written by you, the ghostwriter. So this is actually more common than I realized. I have a good friend who has been a ghostwriter for years for huge names in the industry. And now she's too busy to where she's actually looking to hire ghostwriters herself. And she, there are a few things to think about when you're a ghostwriter. Well, the pros, the pros are you can sit and write. If you love to write quilt patterns, but you do not like marketing, you don't want to worry about Instagram and growing your email list and being seen and present in public, don't worry. You can be a ghostwriter. You can stay super busy writing patterns and you don't have to worry about marketing. Now, the cons, this depends how you are. If you want to grow your name and your brand as a quilt pattern designer, that's ghostwriting is not the route to go because you're going to be behind the scenes. People aren't going to know and you do not ever really tell people it's part of a contract that you don't say, oh, I wrote patterns for so-and-so like that. It's a very, um, the designer gets the credit for that, but you can totally stay busy and have a lucrative income as a ghostwriter. Something else to think about if that interests you, it is really important to know Adobe and EQ8. So my friend who does ghostwriting, and now she's looking for ghostwriters, she came to me and asked, do you have alumni, you know, and so I actually make a list of my alumni who are interested in ghostwriting. But she's like, they do have to know Adobe Illustrator and EQ8. And I was like, oh, perfect. That's what I teach in my course. But really to, to be up to industry standard, you would need to know Adobe Illustrator and EQ8. So just be aware of that. But that's number seven. You can be a ghostwriter and you can stay very busy with that. Number eight, submit to magazines. 
So magazines are always looking for new patterns, new pattern designers, and they pay pretty well. And the beautiful thing about writing for a magazine is that you write this pattern, they edit it for you, they tech edit for you. And then after, usually it's a year, it depends on your contract, after a year we'll say, but you know, give or take, you then own the rights to that pattern and you can sell it. So you kind of double dip, like you get paid up front for being featured in a magazine, which also builds credibility and gives you something on your resume. But then you also then get the rights to that pattern and you can sell it down the road. And it's kind of nice because if you have a hashtag or if that pattern was popular in the magazine, people will have seen it and they'll be excited about you releasing it and being able to buy it from you. So that's and there's so many quilt magazines out there that um, you just Google, you know, quilt magazines and you can find who to reach out to and how to submit. Number nine, you can publish a book. So this is something that I just did this year. I published with a publisher, but there's also a lot of quilters who self-publish and there's pros and cons to both. When you self-publish, you are taking more of the risk up front. You are going to be paying to buy all of the books and host them in your house and keep them. And, but when you sell them, you get a higher percentage of the profits. Now with a publisher, you get less percentage of the profits, but you're not taking that risk. They are, you know, you're not out of pocket anything. They're, they're taking that financial risk and that gamble. A publisher will also take care of a lot of marketing for you. My book, it's on Amazon. It's in Target. I didn't do a thing. The publisher did all of that. Uh, they took care of it for me. And when you self-publish, that's on you to take care of that and do that. But publishing a book can really build credibility and get your name known and get you indoors that you wouldn't have otherwise. So that is number nine is publishing a book. Number 10, you can start your own online membership. So that's something that I've done that I know very a lot about. Um, and I say online, it also could be a monthly subscription box where you give out your, or quarterly, it doesn't have to be monthly, but to do some sort of, uh, membership or subscription that includes your patterns. So there's so many different ways that that could look. Uh, I mean, depending like, you know, if you want to do the physical thing, then you would send that out and you could add fabric that goes with it. Or if you're doing online, you can do all of your own patterns or you could have, like we do in the Quilters Candy membership, I have some of my own patterns and then I have guests that I pay to write patterns for the membership. Uh, you can decide if you want to focus on a certain technique or if you want to focus on a, a genre, if you will, like modern or traditional or applique. There's so many different approaches, but definitely having a niche, having a very specific, this is what you're going to get when you come here. Uh, so people understand what, what is expected and what, what they're going to get, but having a membership can be a very lucrative way. It does take some work and marketing, but if done right, it can be very successful. So that's number 10 is starting a membership or some sort of subscription. Number 11, you can create merch or merchandise that has your designs on them. 
So for example, if you have t-shirts, stickers, tote bags, socks, dish towels, stationery, note cards, wallpaper, or gift wrap, all of these different things, you can take your designs, your quilt pattern designs that you've mocked up in EQ8 or Adobe Illustrator and put them onto those kinds of merchandise and sell that. And that can be really fun and create a whole business in and of itself. So that's number 11 is selling merch with your designs. Number 12, you can build an audience and design quilting fabric. So these two go hand in hand, designing quilt patterns and then designing fabric to, to make your quilt patterns with. Again, this is something that I'm familiar with this year as I'm super excited to say that I have signed a contract with Art Gallery Fabrics to design fabric. It still is like a pinch me moment when I say that, but it's something I've dreamt about for years and it absolutely helps that I am writing quilt patterns, that I am a quilter, that I know what fabrics I like to use and that I know the scale, the size, the colors, the variety that I like to have in a quilt. That is appealing to a fabric design company. And if you are working on building an audience and you have a look and a niche, and that is very transparent with your brand, that's attractive as well for a fabric design company. And also just a note, to design fabric, you do need to know Adobe Illustrator. So again, in the quilt pattern writing course that I offer every September, we go dive deep into Adobe Illustrator and how to use Adobe to write your quilt patterns. And if designing fabric is something you're interested in down the road, you have to know how to use Adobe for that. It's just a must. So, um, so something to think about there, but a very, very fun creative outlet is designing fabric. So number 12, designing fabric. Number 13, quilt kits. So this can be very lucrative. Again, it should be done with patterns that are already selling well. It's not going to work to say, man, I'd love to sell this pattern that I wrote. It's not selling well. I'm going to make a quilt kit and I bet that will help sales. It does not work that way. It really works best when you have a pattern that is popular and selling well, then make a kit to go with it and use the fabrics that are in the quilt that are, that's popular. You know, if people are like, man, I really love it with this fabric, sell that fabric. So selling quilt kits can really be lucrative when done well, you know, using the tips that I just used. And that takes, you know, opening up an account with different wholesalers. Um, there's pros and cons, of course, to this, where you are taking that financial risk yourself. But again, if you are only selling kits of patterns that are selling well and using fabrics that are being shown that people are like, I love that exact quilt, then it will be great. It will do well. So that's number 13 is selling quilt kits. Number 14, you can become a tech editor. So when anyone writes a quilt pattern, I suggest 100% with every pattern hire a tech editor to go over that and to edit it for you. Now, if you are interested in being a tech editor, I highly recommend writing some of your own patterns, having hiring a tech editor so you can experience what that's like and hire different tech editors so you can see how different tech editors work, how they submit their feedback, what they charge. And then also make sure that you're good at it. Try it for free for a couple of people. 
make sure that you're good with detail, that you understand the ins and outs of writing patterns, that you know how to use Adobe products, especially if you're, you know, now let's take out that Adobe part. Uh, make sure that you're good with the math, that you that you're comfortable doing tech editing. But if this is your little niche and you feel like, oh yeah, I I could totally do that and it'd be fun for me, then definitely consider being a tech editor because there are a lot of designers out there. And when we look for tech editors, I feel like there's not an equal amount of tech editors compared to the pattern writers. And so if that's something you're interested in, that's a great niche where there is a need. So number 14 is to become a tech editor. Number 15, mentor others in how to write their own patterns or offer a course with your unique approach or insight. So again, that's something that I do. I sell my quilt pattern writing course. And if you have a unique approach to, I don't know whether it's how to do quilt math or an easy whatever way to take photographs of your quilts or there's something that you do that that you think could really be beneficial to people who are writing quilt patterns, go ahead and teach people, share that with them, have a course that teaches how to do that. Um, so teaching, mentoring others with their quilt pattern writing. And then, so that's number 15, being a mentor to others. Then number 16, long arming, long arm quilting. So if you have created a quilt pattern it is very natural then for people to wonder, how should I quilt this? What an awesome way to say, hey, here's the pantographs that work really well with this design and here's why. And send it to me and I can do that for you. Or you can create your own pantograph. I'm not a long arm quilter, but I know that that's a thing. I don't know how people do that, but I know that and see there's a course idea right there. If you know how to create pantographs, teach and offer a course telling other people how to create their own pantographs and use them or sell them. So there's a bonus idea that I just came up with. But yeah, if you are a long arm quilter or if you design pantographs, you can totally have that go hand in hand with your quilt patterns and piggyback and do that together. So there are 16 ideas for you on how to earn money as a quilt pattern designer. I hope that there's something I said here that sparked an idea for you. And I would love even more if you have an idea of something that wasn't even shared here. If you're like, oh man, but I could even try this. Try it. Just try it. Go for it. It really takes momentum. I mean, often we think that first inspiration strikes and then action and then success. It Let's change that cycle. It's actually action first then inspiration, then success. If we sit around and wait for success or wait till we feel super inspired and we know just what to do, it just doesn't work that way. So try one of these 16 things that I mentioned and just start doing it and then try another and your success will grow. It just will because you're going to be doing the things and if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I really wish I knew how to write quilt patterns, I have a free mini course where I teach you how to use canva.com. Again, it's a free platform, free software, and it will go into how to create your own quilt patterns. So check that out. It's at quilterscandy.com. At the very top of the screen, there's courses and go down and click the free mini course on writing and selling quilt patterns. 
And then in the fall, every September, I open my signature course. And that is where I deep dive into the ins and outs of being a professional quilt pattern designer. So that's where you're going to learn Adobe Illustrator and EQ8 and Adobe InDesign. You will have the tools to publish your own book, to be a tech editor, to really be a professional quilt pattern designer where you can put your patterns out there with confidence, knowing that they are well-worded, well-written, written with the industry standard Adobe products and using EQ8. So that is if you're really ready to, you know, up your game and be a professional quilt pattern designer. But I hope that this podcast today gave you some food for thought and just opened your eyes that there are unique ways to earn money as a quilt pattern designer. You don't just have to do that number one way of just put it out there and sell it on your website. Yes, that's where you want to start and you definitely want to have that. But there are so many other ways to also earn money as a quilt pattern designer. So thank you for being here and hearing the tips on how to earn money as a quilt pattern designer. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. You can subscribe to the Craft to Career podcast so you get notified every Friday when a brand new episode is released. And next Friday, we will have Stephanie of Fancy That Design House. She is a fabric designer, but actually she started as an artist. And the one topic that I mentioned today, making merch with your designs on it, that's exactly what Stephanie does. She makes some very beautiful merchandise with her designs, with quilt designs on it and her motifs. So if that's something that you're interested in and want to hear more about, be sure to join next Friday on the Craft to Career podcast. And until then, have a wonderful week. 